Hello! What's up? Welcome back. Week four is over. My name's John. My name's Joe. We did not do that the last two weeks. No, we did not. <laughs> we have not introduced ourselves in a long time. They probably forgot who we were. Yeah, all those listeners. Um, you know what I wish I could forget? I don't know. Football. <laughs> I hate this fucking sport so much. Yeah. What know, a man. bad week it was for, for you, boy. Yeah. Um, not great. Fantasy, terrible. Knockout pool, terrible. I picked the Eagles. Uh, what else was bad? All of it. It was just a bad week for me, man. I got so frustrated all day, just yelling at red zone, yelling at the TV. It's just nothing, nothing seemed to go in my favor this week. Yeah. I mean, the last two weeks really haven't been too good for me fantasy wise either. Uh, hasn't been good for my jets lately ever since week one. Yeah. So yeah, I I kind of sympathize with this. I'm getting exhausted. (laughs) This has been the only bit of joy I've had this football season. It's draining. It's draining. I'm done. But welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Uh, very good football show. Uh, week four is in the books, and it was it was definitely in terms of just football. If you were a football fan, I think it was a, a very good week. If you were financially invested in any way, it might have been a little hard for you. That's true. That's so. true. I think it started off great. I yeah. think uh, Thursday night game was a shootout, man. Yes, I loved it. What a way to start the week. I love the Rams. I really, really love I like the Vikings, too. I think both were good teams. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings had a little bit of a hiccup against the Bills, obviously. Mm. And we went that we went into that extensively in our previous episode. We did. We did. Um, but I think that the, the Rams are obviously the real deal. That's no secret. And yeah. we can talk about how, and we mentioned fantasy and how shitty it's been. It That's hasn't true. been for any owners of any Rams players, basically. No. I mean, you could pick, you could just take your pick. You yeah. could take Cooper Cup. You could take Robert Woods. All good. You could take Brandon Cooks. You could take Jared Goff. Yeah. Who put up fucking 46 points on me this week. Wow. Fuck. And I mean, you could, I guess you could take the running back. He's pretty good. Too. He's all right. I won't we'll talk about yeah. him. Yeah. But we'll dude, him. all in all, they are just such a well-rounded They're team. They're well-rounded. And, and you know, Aqib Tlaib went on IR. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marcus Peters is out. So it definitely hurts their uh, them from a defensive standpoint. But they, yeah. I think, are the most well-rounded team and in the nfl so i i love him and sean mcveigh is such a good coach so it's so they're so exciting i think 32 32 yeah it's 32 32 32 uh yeah they're they're great they're very exciting um and right now they look unbeatable i mean they They won't be they i don't know if they're gonna go 16 and 0 but i mean four and oh so i think i think they they can appear unbeatable but at the same time dude the vikings only lost by one score yeah, the Vikings are a good team. Yeah, um, for sure. I think the NFC is still still ripe with talent. Uh, yeah, Eagles kind of broke my heart this week in the mm. knockout pool, but that's okay. Um, you know who's great in the NFC? Also really talented. Who's that? Dub Bears. Ooh, dude, Mitch Trubisky put up six touchdowns this week. I know. Pat that Mahomes, is- who? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, I was so everybody in Chicago got on the action. Oh yeah, fans in the stands were catching touchdowns. It was just gr- it was a touchdown parade, crazy. Um, it was a touchdown party. Yeah, the Bucks were the Bucks looked embarrassed. Fitzmagic has officially run out. I think. Uh, yeah, I think in Tampa, Winston, uh, Winston's gonna get the start next week. Yeah, I mean, I think the magic ran dry. I think, uh, I think it was starting to turn that way in Week Three against the Steelers. I think that you you were starting to see little bits of who Ryan Fitzpatrick really is. Um, I think that he's he's so streaky and he just gets hot sometimes, but he will always cool off. Yeah, and I think that he really got stumped by that Bears defense, and that's why they had to to pull him. Yep, put in uh, Winston, and not that he did any better, but either way, man, that Bears defense is for real. Nope, <laughs> nope. I don't know what kind of drop is gonna go there. I don't know what kind of drop they just heard. But I hope it was a good one. I hope it was. I hope it was something to portray my disappointment. It'll probably just be like a bear growling or something. The Bears, the Bears, are probably the best team in uh, in the NFC North right now. I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that the Bears are they're 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 showing signs in all the right places. I think they put on a show this week for sure. Yeah, and I think Trubisky is is showing shit that mm-hmm. he has not yet shown. And I think he's, like I said, I think he's checking all the right boxes. He's hitting all the right receivers. He's he's dumping off all the right passes, and he's just he's lighting it up without a doubt. He he, the, everybody, like I said, everybody got involved in the action. Yep. Um, and and that the Bears right now, they 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 have such a solid roster. Like he was the question mark. I thought 
You know, you have um, Allen Robinson and -hmm. Gabriel. You have uh, Howard and you have um, Cohen. Cohen, thank you. Uh, And Trey Burton, great tight end, like terrific tight end. So so he he was the question mark. And I think this week he proved saying like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a question mark. I, I can be consistent. Sure. I might not do this every week. Yeah. But I, I am I am a solid enough quarterback to lead this team to wins and to lead this team to a potentially a division title this year. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it still remains to be seen. But we'll see what happens. We'll, yep. see, we'll see as the weeks progress. We'll yep. see if they uh, remain atop the NFC North. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if anybody even remotely puts up a challenge because right now it seems... It seems like they have they have locked it down thus far. Yep. I don't want to say they have it on lockdown because we are still not sure of that. But is, I think yeah, that it, we we do have to keep, remember that it's only October, sure. so it, it's still it's still early football. Oh, I yeah. think now oh, yeah. the football uh, the football season is really beginning. Uh, the first four weeks, you kind of shake all the rust off. We find out sometimes who rookies are. We find out who second year guys are, and guys that have been in the league for a long time who have already been established are finally uh regaining what they have already proven thus far in their definitely, careers definitely. so i think that uh i think that all still remains to be seen so we'll we'll see what happens with that i want to keep it in the nfc yep big breakout week um we didn't really mention him much no. in the last few episodes which is kind of weird sure ezekiel elliott had a huge week this he week. did he did man he definitely had a fantastic week the the guy rushed for over 150 yards yep and and was on the receiving end of over 75 yards 88 88 yards and that, that receiving was and that receiving uh touchdown too wow so he he broke it open and he was he was kind of quiet in the beginning of the game um i was going through matchups and stuff and saw oh he's he's kind of he's kind of off to a slow start it was like been a slow year for zeke kind of weird and i feel like the second those words left my lips he blew it open which is pretty on the on, on par for for me <laughs> so uh Definitely huge for him. Um, he he kind of reminded us, and not, not not like we forgot, but he kind of reminded us, hey, you guys beat Gurley into the ground. Yep. Um, you know, the media beats Gurley into the ground all day. Sure. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is in the news for other reasons, which, um, really quick sidebar, uh, the Steelers ha- have been actively shopping Le'Veon Bell, but okay. now it's reported he's going to be back in week seven. Interesting. So, who knows? Who knows how that's going to play out? But we're, this is not a Le'Veon Bell thing. This is a Zeke thing. Yes. Um, he... He we we beat Gurley into the ground. David Johnson's kind of on the come up. He's been he's been slow, but he's yep. he's still he still proves to be solid. Definitely. And Zeke's like, hey man, I'm here too. Like yeah. we we talk about Kareem Hunt as well. Like he had a great game last night. Minus Kareem Hunt, out of everything we've just said, it seems like all of the strong running backs are coming out of the NFC. Yeah. You know, you got Kamara, mm-hmm. you got Gurley, you got Zeke. Yep. They're all just pushing forward. And I mean, some nights you get Howard, some nights you get Cohen, you don't know. Yeah. But it seems like there are tons of strong running backs. The running game is strong in the NFC. Absolutely. Uh, to say the least. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, you know, the Zeke, the Cowboys need Zeke to be good. Yep. So far the only cowboy worth mentioning has been Cole Beasley. Yeah. It's pretty tough to come up in a world that revolves around passing out judgment every But so um, they need him to be at his best so that offense can be its, at its best potential. And they need receivers. Definitely. They definitely need more. They definitely need some help for Dak and some more yeah. receiving presence, especially with the loss of deads. But Zeke is the shining star on that roster. So, and, and he definitely proved it. Yeah, as for we, sure. As we all knew, that wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Well, he's already proven, and someone else who's already proven. Oh, yeah. A record has been broken. A record has been broken in the land. Uh, a record was broken. Adam Vinatieri, now the leader for field goals all time 566 that's a lot that's so many that is a lot i haven't done 566 of anything in my life (laughs) and he passes uh mort anderson yep um he is now the all-time leader a record that i don't think will ever be broken until justin tucker (laughs) becomes of age until justin until it is dawned upon justin tucker until he has his bar mitzvah in terms of football and he becomes of age he becomes a man Yes. Uh, I heard Chris Collinsworth. I was watching this at the Sunday night game, the Steelers Ravens. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that he said the he was talking about Justin Tucker. And he said, in reference to Justin Tucker, one of the greatest kickers of all time. And I don't disagree with the notion of it. No, but, you but it's, it's a so weird. It's so weird to hear. And it's so weird for someone to say, it's like, he's a, he's great. He's probably the, the, the best active kicker we have with the exception of Anatary. Sure. 
but it was just very weird to hear it was just like uh what yeah i guess but what like it's weird it's hard to to conceptualize that especially when you're talking about a a 28 year old man versus a 45 year old man uh it's it's definitely tough but i think that he's he's shown that he has what it takes to break those records as well um but that is a long long time away that's that's definitely a topic for another day without a doubt um hey john oh no Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. This next part excites me a little bit and saddens John all at the same time. Well, now, yes, you're not wrong. Yes. But I do want to I do want to say that I listened to the last week's episode about our predictions mm-hmm. of of me picking the Dolphins to win, and I I listened back and said, "Oh, that's yeah. dumb. <laughs> that's a bad idea." You know, I don't think the Miami Dolphins even played this week. No, it was a bye week, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was a bye week the, on the football field. It was a bye week. The the Brock Osweiler threw a touchdown to Frank freaking Gore. <laughs> yeah, and that about sums and that no, up. No, no, no shade against Frank Gore, without a doubt. For no sure shade not. at all. But that's that's the summary of, of how that game went. That was our only touchdown. Yeah. It was thirty eight nothing. Yeah, I think that this was the game where New England just reestablished themselves as the front runner for the division. Yeah, I think there's there's no doubts about that. I mean, Tom Brady, um, he wait a second, Tom Brady. Now nah, we'll have to fix that. But uh, yeah, he really was able to spread the ball around this week. Yeah, I think that. The Dolphins' defense was non-existent. This yeah, week. no, and you know what? They 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 showed some signs of life. They had an interception early against Brady, and I and it, got, yep. it got me pumped up too because it was a third down pick, and I was like, oh my god, it's only three nothing at that point. I was like, maybe they have a chance. Maybe they'll maybe they'll put something up. James Man. White was all over the place against him. They just out. could not cover him. Lights out, and it, it just it just it's on it's on par. It's it definitely stays the course for me. Because I got a little, I was, I was like, yeah, whatever. They're one and zero, two and zero. The three and zero. I'm like, oh my god, they go into New England and win that game. It's, it's, it's huge. And here I am. I'm, I'm on the train. I'm boarding the train, and then the train derails and crashes you know, into a farm. If, if you see a zero in the loss column by week three, you know it, it can, it can, de- you can definitely start to, to hop on the train. Sure. And start to really put some stock in that. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm and I'm not. Gonna, but I've done it before, and I'm not going to say that they're a terrible team because they're not. But I think, and 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 by no means is uh, is New England a litmus test for sure. But uh, but still, I think Miami is maybe just coming back a little bit to reality. Maybe the fact that they are, you know, they're a middle of the road team. Maybe a little right. bit above that. Maybe a nine and seven finish, something like that. I'll say eight um, and eight. They're going to crash down to earth. They they okay. got over the three and zero hump, and now sure. they. They got exposed this week, and I think that's what they're really going to be. And they're going into Cincinnati. Okay. Um, they're on to Cincinnati, and it's there. It's going to be. It's going to be brutal. It's yeah. definitely going to be. They're not. They're not going to win that game either. So they're going to be three and two, and then they're going to play Chicago. So I said it last week. They could be three and three, and I really think they might end up being three and three. After they week might. Six, they so. might be. I think that's a that's a, a decent prediction. Yeah. Um, how about those Browns, man? You know what? They should have won that fucking game. Speaking of things that should have happened. They yeah. should have won that game. They should have won that game. I and I'm gonna say they they should have won week two. And I'm yeah. gonna say that they should have won week one. I agree with that too. The Browns should be four and zero. That's 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 weird. And that's not reversed. I'm I, I am I am correct in saying that I believe that they should be four and zero. Yep. The Browns have a good team this year. I think they are just a kicker away. They're a kicker away. From winning that Steelers game, winning that Saints game, um, we, we you know what, we, like they they blew the they blew the Raiders game. Yeah, we they can, blew it. We, we can say that's a loss. You yeah, know, we they, can they, that that's one a up. fair a fair loss because they blew it. You blew it. We can say three and one easily. Yeah. Um, to and, be fair, yeah. And to say that the after the four first four weeks of the season, mm-hmm. to say that the Browns would be competitive in all four games they played because they have been right is it's wild. It, it, is. it really is. So. Cleveland should definitely be happy sure. right now with yep. what they've seen. They if they won that game, they would have had they would have won more games this season already than they had in the past previous two full years. This this is very true, which is disgusting. It is so, but it's true. 
but it's true. And, uh, you know, John Gruden gets his first win in over 3,000 days, and, I, and that's cool, I guess, because he hasn't coached in however many freaking years. Yeah. Um, but he's he, I I feel like he's just always in the field. He, I feel like he's on the field and talks like like he talks in the booth. <laughs> like, oh, man, that kid Baker Mayfield, man, wow. <laughs> you just he, he may or may not be on the field, man. You just never know, man. This is true. It's crazy, man. I mean, sound, sounds about right. Sounds about right, man. If I get out of hand, just... Just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Moving on from that. Definitely. Uh, Far away from it. Let's talk about, uh, as we always do, let's talk about some New York teams. We'll New start York. with the Giants, which stands for Giant Disaster. Um, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. Like, it, they definitely disappointed the two of us because we picked a shootout. Right. Um, they scored three times. Odell, not one of those three times. So it seems a little. It seems like there's still that disconnect with the Giants, right? It, it, the Saints put up their numbers. Yes. The they, the Giants defense held their own. You know, mm-hmm. they they held the Saints to three field goals to start the game off. It was yep. nine seven at one point, mm-hmm. and, then, and then a lot of red zone attempts the Saints had. They they contained Michael Thomas. They contained Alvin Kamara for most of the game. He did end up scoring three times. Yep. So that that is hard. But Drew Brees didn't put up a lot of huge numbers either, especially after the last two weeks that he's had. Right. So the Giants defense did they did a good job despite letting up thirty three points. Right. Uh, but that offense definitely didn't do them any favors. You know, and and Sterling Shepard and Saquon both look great, but there's that disconnect with Odell. He is not found the end zone yeah no for sure he hasn't uh it's it's definitely a sore subject for fantasy owners but nonetheless i think that do you mean you i definitely mean me unfortunately but uh but yeah he's definitely he's not i i want to say it's no fault of his own it's Uh, not he's definitely still remained uh athletic and still remained uh a viable part of that offense absolutely it's just i think that that offensive line is crumbling uh, it, it really has not, it's not woven together, man. That thing is, is fraying at the seams yep. and it's just only a matter of time before it, it winds up seriously injuring Eli Manning. I, I, not that I wish any ill will on him, but I just, no, of course, but not. I see that progression. I see the progression of him getting less and less seconds to throw the ball every week. And I think that it's unfortunate and that's what's happening because he's getting the pressure. He's either overthrowing Odell, he's underthrowing Odell, or he's just doing what he's been doing mostly, and that's dumping the ball off to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And that's really all we're seeing out of that Giants offense, and it's going to remain stagnant if all you see is a dump off to a running back. Correct. So, I, I don't know. That's yeah. just that's just the way I see it shaking out for the rest of the season. I feel you. Absolutely. Um. So, moving on to the other other side of the coin, other side of the state of New Jersey. Because mm-hmm. that's where they play. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. The Jets Jags. Jags. Um kind of more of what we expected how to how it how it expected to play out for us. Yes. We both did predict them to win. Uh the Jaguars. Yes, we yeah. predicted the Jaguars to win, not with such authority, but they did wind up winning thirty one to twelve. Yep. That's a rough score to look at. Wow. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. The Jaguars' defense remained the Jaguars' defense. Yeah. We. Yeah. We knew what they were going to. And the Jets are the thirty-second ranked offense. And yeah. kind of, you know, despite some late game, some late game heroics, a little bit. Uh. Yep. It. It kind of exactly what it turned out to be. Yeah. For sure. I don't think there was much surprise in that game. I think that the Jaguars' offense really lit up. Uh, the Jets defense is not really anything to sneeze at. So, no, so no it, it definitely impressed me a little bit that uh, the Jaguars were able to keep it rolling, especially with the loss of Leonard Fournette. Yeah, they do it again without Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, he, he was there. He was there. But he left. But he did leave. He said, I'm out, guys. I'm done. Vontae Davis. He said, peace. this hurts. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. I'm in pain. Yeah, he did not uh, He did not end up finishing that game. Uh, so uh, TJ Yeldon comes in and... and Looks great again. Yeah, he wasn't another great week. Um, yeah, it seemed like everyone was getting involved on that Jags offense. Yep, Bortles looked great. Yep, he had another great game. Um, receiving core looked good for sure. Just everyone was getting involved again on offense. Uh, Definitely, def- and the defense was as sturdy as we thought it was going to be. So, no surprise there from the Jaguars. Um, more of a surprising game in Atlanta. Bengals, mm-hmm. a thriller against the Falcons. They won 37 to 36, some late game heroics by Andrew Gregory. Yes. To AJ Green in the corner of the end zone. Uh the big takeaway, the big headline from that game is that Tyler Eifert down for the season with Oof. a 
and I don't mean to sound blue or offensive, but a gruesome, gross-to-look-at injury and probably a gross-to-feel injury as well. His foot just went the other way. It was rough to look at. It it was rough. I do hope he comes back next season because I'm going to make the assumption he's done for the year. Yeah, that was... That's definitely hard to look at. I mean, he's had he's had injury after injury every yeah. season, but this was by far the worst. Oh my god, it was brutal. So I do feel bad for him. Um, but switching back to the game, the the Bengals that that Falcons starting with the Falcons first. The Falcons offense yeah. continues to put up points for sure. every week. Calvin yeah. Ridley looks great. The yep. running game looks very good. Muhammad Sanu has been consistent. Julio oh, yeah. Jones has put up catches and yards. He has not. He is like Odell has not found the end zone yet. Yep. But they, they, that offense continues to click. The defense is another story. They are struggling hard. They really are. And A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, who has been really good these last couple of weeks. And Bernard. And Gio Bernard yep. have took full advantage of it. It was an awesome game to watch and give the Bengals credit because they, they look all around. I think the Bengals win that, won that game. I don't think it was a Falcons loss. It was more no. of a Bengals win. No, the they Bengals. Look, they are three and one, and they look all around. The good. Bengals are looking strong, and I'm curious to see how you feel about next week when the Miami Dolphins come to town. Three and two. Next question. Next question for you. Yeah. Is what do you think of the coaching decisions that went down in the Titans Eagles game and the Texans Colts game because they were the same. They were the same, but different outcomes. We, they were the same, but same different. but different outcomes. Tennessee, it, it's it's very weird, right? Mm-hmm. Because that pass from from Mario to Corey Davis was lights. It out. was beautiful, but it just it just felt like the the Eagles were supposed to win that game, right? The Eagles are the the, the Super Bowl champs. They they they're supposed to win that game. Yep. I picked them in knockout. I'm sure many other people picked them to win. Sure. And I feel like the Titans made a statement by going for it, right? Yeah. They, they made they made much more of a statement. The Colts was a field position thing that didn't make sense to me. It was yeah. fourth down. They tried to draw them off sides. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They end up going for it again, and the Texans stop them and get them in field position in overtime within like thirty. I think they were within their own. They were within like the forty yard line. Yeah. They just kicked it. Fairbairn kicks a field goal. Fairbairn's a very good kicker. Mm-hmm. Kicks a field goal that was basically nothing for him to kick. Yeah. The, the announcers were saying the Texans won the game before they won the game. Yeah. So it it all comes down to to I think just where you are on the field at that point. They were they were deep in a, into into Philly territory was Tennessee, so it made a little bit more sense to stay aggressive and to to keep it going. Yeah, you're gonna lose the game, but if you don't get it, but you know you 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 make a statement. The the Colts one I felt was just more idiocy than anything. Yeah, you you you, you punted away. You know there there had been no score to that point in that game in, in overtime at least. Right. You punted away and you and you and you 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 give your defense a chance to make a stop. Sure. So and and in, just in addition to that. The fucking Titans winning that game too sucks because I I I had I put all my eggs in one basket on the Eagles. I'm yeah. trying to avoid really good teams to pick. Not the Eagles are a bad team, but I'm trying to avoid like the obvious picks. And the only real obvious lock to me this week was the Eagles was the Eagles Titans, and not that that even that's not a sure thing. You know what's funny though is I hate were, football. If you were, if you were still in the pool this week, the obvious lock would be the Titans because they're playing the Bills. So, we pick on the Bills too much. Yeah, we do. We really shit on the Bills too much. We do, but I feel bad. I don't. All right. Um, moving on. Monday to, night game. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the Chiefs win mm-hmm. again. Patrick Mahomes looks good again. This one was this was a test for Mahomes. I agree. Comeback victory on the road against a division divisional opponent with a good defense. Yep. And and he made the right decisions. Doesn't yeah, turn did. the ball over again. He has mm-hmm. he has gone four straight weeks, no interceptions. Yep. Um, he he continues to impress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want this to be like a, a Mahomes a Mahomes praise fest because uh, Kareem Hunt had a had a great great night. He looked unstoppable. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a great night despite despite my uh, chagrin in fantasy. Um, strangely enough, Tyreek Hill was quiet. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he was. had a quiet night in comparatively to what he's done previously. Yeah, there was uh, nothing to write Mahomes about. He, okay. Um, he did have. <laughs> Fuck. He did have a great catch. Did you see that Mahomes uh, adjust, made an adjustment while he was being pressured by Miller? Switched the ball to his left hand, a little lob pass to Tyreek Hill. Oh, he wonderful. just adjusts. He doesn't panic or freak out. He just no. adjusts. He just he looks like a seasoned vet. Yep. And um, the Broncos defense also solid. Like they they are they that that team is good. They are. I think 
Case Keenum, I think, is a good quarterback. I like Case Keenum. He's a good game manager. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and they have a good they have a good running game too. They do. So Denver's not necessarily a bad team. No. So it was definitely a test. I think this week will prove to be their biggest test yet against Jacksonville. They, uh, yep. When Jacksonville comes to town, without a doubt. But nonetheless, no, I I take nothing away from that Kansas City Chiefs uh, team. They mm. are they are solid. No They're way. playing yeah. well. They're winning ball games, and there's really nothing more to be said about that. I think Mahomes might throw his first pick next week against Jacksonville. Which is like I don't want him to. I want him to go the whole season, but I, I think if he's if he's gonna do it, it's gonna be this week against uh, Ramsey or uh, Boye or whoever. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens. I I could definitely see that being possible for sure. Yeah, but um, you know we we talked about Travis Kelsey in that game. Yeah, and how spectacular he is for that offense. He really turns that offense from being good to to great because he, br- he brings them to the next. level. He brings them to the next level because it's hard to find a tight end that can do what he does. Sure. He he blocks terrifically yes he's great hands he, yes. he struggled in the first half but he was kind of shut down by denver's defense and then we'll kind of woke that. up um yeah definitely but he he really does make that team to the next level then he he makes that he makes that offense spectacular um but i'm gonna talk about how much he pissed me off last night <laughs> because he put up zero points in the first half and ends up with 20 Ugh, but that's for the next segment. Without yeah. a doubt, we will we will go we will go extensively and exhaustively sure. into everything that made me mad. Yes. So let's. Uh, there's a few other players that I think were key from this week uh, that we can take away. Yeah, whether it be fantasy implications or just in the NFL in general, just just sure. mixing things up in in their respective teams, uh, the nature of how they how they're doing things now. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting. Starting with the Browns, starting in Cleveland, Nick Chubb had two. Awesome touchdown run. Definitely. A, a plus 60 and a plus 40. I don't have the exact yards. I'm tired. It's late. I, I don't really feel like I don't really feel like looking him up. But he had over two two rushes, more than two rushes, over a hundred yards yes. and two touchdowns. Uh he looked great. And and that's it, what you want to see out of a top a top draft pick. But it kind of might in the future reduce the value of Carlos Hyde. That's tough. That's tough for me to say. Uh, I Carlos Hyde is currently on, in my starting lineup, so it's a little difficult to agree with that statement. But the validity of it is there. I think that uh, that Hyde may be losing touches to Chubb. I think Chubb looked so strong. I mean, you don't take off two forty-plus yard uh, touchdown runs, and there's nothing to show for it because he, for sure, has now made a big statement. Um, I think. Now the whole city of Cleveland has seen what he is capable of doing. I think um, Baker Mayfield knows what he's capable of doing, and I think that unfortunately Carlos Hyde knows what Chubb is is uh, is capable of doing. Oh yeah. So we will see going forward who starts. To, you know, if they, I, I think it's I think it's worth noting that um, Carlos Hyde, his projection for this upcoming week, his point total uh, projected has gone down mm-hmm. significantly. And I don't, and I have, to, I have to attribute that to Chubb's success this past week. So we'll see what happens going forward. And then also, of course, you have to say, I mean, you, uh, of course, you can't not mention um, Duke Johnson. You know, the guy, he's more of a, uh, he's a pass catching back, but he's still in the conversation. I think they have three solid backs. I, I think that Chubb may be the leader of that of that pack. Definitely. Um, I, I, going forward, I, I, I can agree with you. I think right now it's kind of RB run, you know, RBC run by committee. Um, but it, it, it really, uh, it, it's interesting. You know, it, it definitely is interesting how it was, Car- it was the, the Duke Johnson show, it seemed like, and then the, the acquisition of Carlos Hyde. And now this rookie Nick Chubb comes in and, and looks great. And that Browns organization who, who knows what they've been in the past. Yep. They're going to see a playmaker like that and they're not going to turn their heads. You know, they're going to say, okay, well, let's. Let's incorporate him more. Let's get sure. him more involved. And um, staying in the AFC, Chargers in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon has looked very good these last couple of weeks. Unstoppable. A la Marshawn Lynch unstoppable. He's looked very good. Does not go down. He just keeps turning those legs. Yep. Even still, yes. how good he's been, he's the clear number one back, and that's, that's, that's not up for debate. No. Austin Eckler. Who is his? Well, I guess I don't even want to say his backup, just the second string running back. Really, yep. still gets incorporated into this offense. Yes. He's still the pass catching back, even in an offense with Keenan Allen and Travis Benjamin and Mike Williams, Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams yep. and Antonio Gates, who caught a touchdown last uh, yesterday, which is wow. or Sunday, excuse me, which is just good for the old over a hundred now. I think one hundred and fifteen or so. He's over a hundred, right? 
he's over 115. He's also caught. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so one of my friends said that he, uh, um, he, he, he's just so fat. And I was like, yeah, because he eats every ball he catches a touchdown <laughs> with. Um, even with all of those playmakers, Eckler still gets involved. He's still, he's still, not, he's not like showstopper. You know what I mean? But he catches the ball. And he he puts up a twenty or thirty yard average. It seems I, that's a hyperbole, obviously, but he still puts up a lot of yards with every catch. For sure. So it, it, we're seeing this dynamic now of of teams using two running backs. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's it's very cool to see this new. This new shift, especially in a, in a potent offense like like Los Angeles, I almost Definitely. said San Diego, like Los Angeles is, uh, and Philip Rivers who can spread that ball around. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of RBC, something that seems to be very common um, in Seattle. Yeah, that's that's been a huge thing for Seattle because yes. they've they've had uh they've had they've had a huge cycle of backs like Eddie Lacy, C.J. Prozice, Chris Carson, Rashard Penny, Thomas Rawls. And now you have Mike Davis, who before this week had three rushing yards and seven receiving yards in in two in three games. In the first game, he did he wasn't he was not active at all. And then this week, twenty one attempts, one hundred and one rushing yards, two touchdowns, four receptions, twenty three yards. Wow! Just all of a sudden, just comes out of nowhere, incorporated. Yes. So uh, RBC is definitely popular. Seattle does it a different way, where they just have like. 19 backs on reserve and then they'll yeah. they'll be one that just pops up midseason like oh this guy's the real deal and then it'll just fall off yeah uh and then russell wilson will lead in the rushing yards but he he comes out of nowhere so yeah i think that seattle just like if you're if you're a seattle follower at all and you're trying to find a back you probably just live on the waiver wire throughout the entire fantasy season because they they have so many players that they just consistently turn over uh, it's hard to to put stock in one player. Yeah, but especially. but I mean, we will see what happens. <clears throat> we will see what happens going forward with Mike Davis. Uh, yeah, twenty one attempts. That's a lot of attempts. That's a for huge a back amount of Seattle. attempts, especially for Seattle, because that's 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 a Russell Wilson drop back to pass and rushing and getting fourteen yards kind yeah. of kind of team. Yeah. So twenty one attempts from back that pr- prior to was completely uninvolved sure oh just kind of springing up that's that's the that's the seattle way of doing things offensively but it's it's just very unique to see 21 attempts from a back again that was just completely non-existent in that offense definitely uh sticking with seattle yeah i know where you're going with this yeah yeah that was that was brutal man earl thomas going down with an injury yeah and that sucks that does man, suck. that absolutely sucks he is being actively shopped they, the seattle talks about you know trading him he wants an extension mm-hmm. or to be traded to a team that um, will give him an extension. Right. Specifically Dallas. Dallas was the big, the big name that he was going to go to. Right, right. And then he goes down with that season-ending injury yeah. that just boiled over in frustration to lead him to uh, expressing how he felt. To uh, It wasn't really the Seattle sideline. I don't think it was his teammates, mainly the Seattle front office that he was Definitely. frustrated towards. Yeah. Um, but man, oh man, that's that's brutal. I feel for him. Well, I know you know what frustration feels like. Oh, my God. I know you know what anger feels like. Yes. I know you know what deleting an application feels like. Why don't you talk about it? Deleting the Yahoo Fantasy app, only to re-download it just a few hours later out of pure disappointment and disgust with myself. So this week, and it seems like most weeks, unfortunately, are not going your way this season. No, I am now 0-4 in standard. I've changed my team name to What the Fuck. Because that's literally the only words I can say at this point. It's yeah. I, I don't get it. My team is better than this. So, let's hear it. Yeah. Blame some people. Here I go. Five minutes of blame. I'm starting with Dalvin Cook. Ten rushing attempts. Twenty rushing yards. Dude, come on, man. I I, I, I draft you in the second round. You put up two points for me. Let's go. I need you to wake up for me. All right? Come on. You're better than this. You are you are better than this. I'm going to go over the map. I'm going to go over both my fantasy teams. Because okay. I lost in both leagues this week, and I'm not happy. The last two weeks in PPR, I lost by a total score of 2.8 in week three and four. So I'm, I'm just, I'm blaming, I'm blaming the universe for that one. Alex Collins fumbling a ball on the one-yard line. Like, come on. He wasn't going to score in that play. I don't think. He looked like he was wrapped up. But he, he might have another chance to score again. But instead of, so he fumbled on the one yard line, loses me two points, potentially six from the touchdown, and then gets benched for the rest of the first half. 
Like, fuck. I was so frustrated because I was watching the game waiting for him to come back into the game and he didn't until after halftime. It sucked. Uh, James Connor. Come on, man. I thought we were boys. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. We did. Nine rushing attempts, 19 yards. Seven targets, three receptions, 25 yards. If he didn't have a two-point conversion, I mean, even still with a two-point conversion, that's not a good stat line. So that was frustrating for me. Um, I blame myself for drafting Josh Gordon super early because he only I benched him, but he didn't score a lot of points. Um, Los Angeles defense, you did okay. You got you did all right for me. You got me uh, two interceptions in a sack. Probably could have been a little better, but I'm not going to complain that much. Uh, Kelsey scored zero points in the first half and then 20 in the second half to beat me. So that really sucks. Not blaming him. He's doing his job, but like still, come on. It's frustrating. Uh, I still have Kyle Rudolph starting. I mean, he's he's just boomer bust. There's really nothing I can do about that. Drew Brees scored me like eight points. Let me say 8.5, 217 yards, four rushing attempts, negative one yard. That's just weird. Oof, weird. Um, yeah, man, I'm gonna blame standard scoring because I put up points, but I still can't. I I have more points than whoever's fourth place in our league, and I still can't do anything about it. I'm still 0 and four. It's frustrating, man. I'm just very, very agitated. Um, I think I just want to. I think I don't want to blame football. I think that I just want to blame anyone who's ever touched a football. I want to blame Roger Goodell. All of. I just want to blame. Full blame goes to everybody. This is just for me. Because I'm, I'm sick and tired of people not taking me into consideration when they're out on that football field. You, you, like it, I, I understand you want to defend the shield. You want to defend your house. I get that. But defend John. Give John, throw John a bone. You know, I'm just over it. I'm just fucking over it. So I deleted the fantasy app and then I downloaded it like, like literally right before we started this podcast. Um, oh, I also want to blame... Uh, not starting Cooper Cup. Is that my fault? Like, should I have started Cooper Cup this week? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just angry. I'm just pissed. This is not a blame. This is a venting session. Like, I'm frustrated. Uh, Adam Thielen. I'm not blaming. I would never blame him. I want to express. I would never blame Adam Thielen. Uh, the mayor of Minnesota. He did. He did put up twenty two points that this week. So Adam Thielen, you're you're, you're you can't you can't be too pissed. You're, there. you're my boy for sure. I will never ever be mad at Adam. Thielen. Homeboys for life. Yo, really quick sidebar. I wore an Adam Thielen jersey to work, and this guy uh, that I work with, um, I guess thought that I was a Vikings fan, and uh, I like the Vikings. I definitely like the Vikings a lot. Sure. Um, and every t- every week he's like, oh man, what happened to your Vikings? Or like something about the Vikings, whatever it is. I just don't have it, the heart to tell him I'm not a Vikings fan. <laughs> so if I know this guy and Miami wins the Super Bowl, I can't be excited. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> it really sucks. Uh, but yeah, it definitely. That, that, but that just, that just sounds is, about right. That's a Seinfeld episode if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it for me this week. I, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of yelling and I apologize. But well, sometimes you just need to get it off your chest. I've, I've played in eight fantasy games this, this year and I've won two of them. And my te- both my teams are good. I don't understand it. It's f- I'm just I'm sorry. There can be you can you can you can stare at me. You can be silence. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I'm just, I'm just yelling. We'll 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 try to take that. We need to move on. We need and to we'll put, try to put that right in the past. Put that week behind us. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. The season is a quarter of the way over. Yep. Let's go on to quarter two. That's right. Week five. Week five. Let's let's find some players that may help John. Yeah, let's let's talk about players that I can use that aren't Dalvin Cook. Streamers. Let's find a player that you might be able to pick up if your priority is good. Because mine is not. Mine is better. Yours is better. I think by one. Oh my god, really? That really sucks. <laughs> and I I think that at the running back position. You could take a look at TJ Yeldon. Yeah, definitely. I and I will, and I have, and I did. And <laughs> so, you did, and so and hopefully I pick him up. I'm um, sure he'll be sitting on your roster I'm come hope, tomorrow. I'm hoping so because I definitely could use him. I'm probably going to put him in place of Dalvin Cook, honestly, sure. and I'm sure Dalvin Cook will go off. I don't doubt doubt one bit of it. Kansas City's off. Uh, Kansas City's defense is terrible. They're not. Are they terrible? Yes. Okay, they're terrible. 
that's because that's because that's because that's because it hasn't mattered yet. Twenty seventh ranked defense. Yeah. It has against the rush. They're the twenty eighth ranked. Okay. Because it hasn't mattered yet. It really hasn't mattered. They it, haven't. They haven't needed it to be good yet. They haven't. Um. But uh. Sorry. That's okay. But yeah, I think that that TJ Yeldon is a solid pick. I mean, we saw this past Monday night that um Royce Freeman ran all over him. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he he killed it. And I think that Yeldon is going to do the same. He he did very well stepping into uh Fournette's shoes this past weekend. Yep. Um so I don't see any reason why he can't do the same again against KC. I agree. And just in this, in that same light, I think that uh DD Westbrook and uh Dante Moncrief if you if you're looking for some receivers. Yep. Uh I am not cuz I do have the mayor of Minnesota on my team. Uh sure. so I'm good there. Um, but you know, just, just, uh, Moncrief had a huge game this week. Yep. Westbrook seems to be involved in that short passing game. So if you know that, that like kind of slant up the middle or that post up the middle. Yep. So in PPR Westbrook might be the better play, but I think, um, I think if you're looking for somebody, they're both potentially worth a, worth a big play option, kind of boomer bust, uh, more so Moncrief than Westbrook. Yes. Um, but it, it, it definitely might be worth a look if you're, if you're, if you're kind of looking for a, looking for a deep pull. For sure, I agree. Um, they're definitely a deep pull in Yahoo leagues. Both of them combined are owned in less than twenty five percent of the leagues. Okay, uh, and that's if you add both percentages together. Ooh, uh, so they are math. They are definitely hardly owned, just in a quarter of the leagues. So pick them up if you need somebody. If you're looking for somebody, if you're in a deep league, doesn't really matter. I mean, I think that Casey's defense is not there right now. So anybody that's going to be going up against them definitely has a shot. For sure. Uh, really, it, it all falls on the shoulders of Blake Bortles, whether he's going to have a good game or not. Without a doubt. So, uh, moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about how we did last week. Last week, better. we predicted... I did better. Some wins, some losses. Uh, you did better than I did. You got two out of three, and I got two out of three wrong. If I went with my head and not my heart, I would have gotten all three right. But you didn't. <laughs> but so I did So, let's it. talk about that. Oop. Um, <laughs> The Jets and the Jags. Yes. Not... A good score for me to look at, but we but both did get the win right. Pretty, pretty close. I went twenty four fourteen. You went twenty eight twenty. Yep. Um. Yeah. We we both got the win, and uh, we we're not going to beat. We don't have to beat into it ad nauseum. The Jaguars look good, and the Jets just didn't. So. Yeah. And and moving on to the other New York team. Yep. Uh. Or New Jersey team, like we said before. <laughs> still stupid. Uh. Still a stupid thing. <laughs> yes. Uh. Again, we won't. We won't. We won't kill this one too much, but. Uh, the Giants were again defeated. Mm-hmm. They found themselves on the losing end of it. Yep. Uh, by 15 points, they lost 33 to 18. You predicted a 37-30 victory of the Saints, and I, for some stupid reason, predicted that the Giants would win an nail biter at 33-30. And boy, was I wrong. I can't believe the over under that game was 51. By the way, they nailed it. I, I'm sorry to bring it up because I know you put a little bit of money on that, but that yeah. is insane. Yeah. I, it was just they nailed it. That's yeah. wild. I hate yeah. I hate football. It's so rigged. Uh, and the last one um, was the Patriots and the fucking Dolphins. I really I really regretted making that pick, and I and now it shows why. Yeah. Thirty eight to seven. That's just a that's a walloping. Yeah. That that's that's the New England Patriots further asserting that they are not to be fucked with. No, for sure, and not to be taken lightly. There's two things you can't fuck with: Wu Tang Clan. And the Patriots. That's right. Yeah. Um, so let's make some picks. Yeah, let's let's talk about who we like this week. Let's try uh, and do better. As always, we'll talk about our Jets Giants, and then we'll talk about a mystery game. Oh. Week five predictions. The Jets and the Broncos. Uh, the Jets host the Broncos this week. How do you see that shaking out, John? Um, I liked how the Broncos played last night. Uh, despite the loss, you know, I, I really thought they showed, I thought the offense definitely showed some promise. Passing game was pretty good. Case yep. Keenum, I think Case Keenum is a good quarterback. I, I, I know I'm kind of like in the, in the unpopular opinion, uh, world with you, that one. You are, uh, uh, he's more of a game manager. In but my I, I think he, I think he's definitely a good quarterback and I, maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just biased from, from being such a diehard Vikings fan my whole fucking life. <laughs> um, thanks Albert at work. Uh, but <laughs> Long time listener. Long time listener, Albert at work. But yeah, I I liked how the Broncos played last night. Um and uh Case Keenum I think was 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 fine. Like the running game got going. The Jets defense is good. Yeah. But that offense isn't. And I, I think that that Broncos defense, man, Von Miller and, and the rest of that squad, they just they continue to uh 
be consistent over the years. And I think um, I think it's a Broncos win, twenty four twenty. Okay, pretty close. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that based on the way the Broncos uh, played the the Chiefs on Monday night, it's kind of hard for me to say that if they're playing a better defense, that they're going to score more points than they did on Monday night. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say that uh, while I do think that the Broncos are going to win. Uh, I don't think that they're going to put up as many points as they did Monday night because the Jets have a stronger defense. Uh, they're they're a lot better against the run than the Kansas City Chiefs are. So I'm going to say that I, I, I see the Broncos coming out on top, and I don't see it being a high-scoring game, but I do see it being a close game. I think that the Broncos will win 17-14. to 14. All right. Uh, let's, let's hit the Giants-Panthers. Yeah, in Carolina. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about this because no. I'm going to pick the Panthers for the exact same reasons I picked against the Giants every yeah. every week. And the offense has a disconnect, mm-hmm. and the Panthers. You know, Cam Newton rolls, man. When he rolls, yeah. he rolls. So I don't. And they're they're also in Carolina. That's another big reason. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on this too much. Let's uh, let the people hear a score. Twenty eight seventeen, Carolina. Okay, I'm gonna stick with that, and I'm gonna say thirty to twenty, Panthers win. Uh, let's talk about the interesting game. Yeah, we picked we picked a, a different game than like one of the one of those those elite team uh, matchups that we've been picking, or against the Bills, or against the Bills. Um, because you know we I feel like Arizona and San Francisco are we we talk a little bit about San Francisco, but we haven't really touched on Arizona like at all. And I think it would just be cool because this is definitely not a glamorous game, but it's a division rivalry with two teams that are really desperate for a win. Yes, absolutely. So um, I, I see I see this game going one of two ways. The Cardinals right now are, I don't know if you know this, but they're actually averaging zero wins per week. Like my fantasy team is. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's hard to say, but I see this being a slop fest. I really do. I see, I see David Johnson getting in on the action. I see maybe C.J. Beathard making some strides. Uh, I don't know. The Cardinals' defense is not that strong, so maybe he'll have a, a little bit better of a game uh, instead of playing against a, a Chargers defense that is that is a little bit more uh, than lackluster as as the Cardinals' defense is. Yeah. But um, we'll see what happens. Um, I say that I, I say there's going to be some sloppy touchdowns in there. I think there's going to be uh, some blown coverage. Um, all over the place. Oh yeah, it's going to be so, a weird game for sure. I say the 49ers take this one and I think the Cardinals remain winless. I think they go 0 and 5. By the way, I'm going to throw in a bonus prediction. I think you win this week. I think you go 1 and 4. Oh my god, I hope so. Um Cheryl, are you hearing this? <laughs> uh I think that uh I think the 49ers take this one 27 to 24. How about you? Um I like it the other way. I Ooh. like the Cardinals getting out of that that L column okay. and and uh, crawling their way back up. This is the comeback. They're going to win the division. I'm just okay. kidding. No, they're not. Uh, but they they do win this week. I I think that the Cardinals just have they just have weapons, man. David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. I can't see this team going 0 5. And I don't think Josh Rosen has has played particularly bad last week. Sure. So I I think they win this game. I I think the 49ers defense has struggled. Um, they're not what they thought, um, or what we thought they were going to be. Right. And uh, Richard Sherman is out again this week, so I do like the Cardinals this week. I like them twenty-three to seventeen. Um, I I don't think it's going to be a particularly high-scoring game just because both offenses haven't been uh, incredibly prolific, and the sure. Cardinals' defense hasn't been terrible. They they they're averaging um they're they are allowing an average of one passing touchdown per game. So, okay. so, and that's going to be hard for Beathard. So, I, I, I think I like Arizona this week. Let's move on to some locks. Lock of the week. Week five, we got a joint lock. Yeah, which joint is strange lock. that you agree with me on this because it's your team. No, it's and not. I, I disown this team now. Well, I'm not talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my, I'm, my favorite team. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we like Cincinnati this week, right? Yep. Yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. Um, the Dolphins roll into Cincinnati. And they and, roll out. <laughs> and they roll out with a loss. Yeah, I, I think the Bengals all around are a way better team on sure. offense and defense. And, and uh, you know, I, I still don't think the Dolphins' defense is that bad. Uh, I think they do show signs of life. Um, but it's not going to be 38-7, to I can tell you that. But I just think uh, I think the Bengals are going to really give it to them. Miami crashed down hard to earth this week. Yep. And how about your personal lock? So it's weird, um, but we talked about how bad that falcons defense is yep going into pittsburgh 
I kind of like Brown and Smith Schuster and that kid Switzer to kind of uh, go off a little bit this week. I, Switzer's been a PPR machine. Okay. Seven receptions. He had seven targets, seven receptions last week. I felt like it was way more, too. I was kind of surprised that it was that low. Okay. Um, I like the Steelers. It's a weird lock, especially because they, they have not been a very uh, – uh, they have not been very good. No. They're 1-2-1. One, yeah. So, but I and but the Falcons haven't been very good either. So I rough, like this rough I, loss for them uh, Sunday night against the Ravens. Yeah, but they just they got outplayed. They they, did. they really got outplayed. They looked okay. They looked good in the second quarter, and then from there it just fell apart. Yeah. Um, but I think the Steelers win. I think they they can't keep up with that receiving core, the Falcons, and uh, I like the Steelers to win at home. Okay. I'm gonna say that the Packers lock it up at the Lions this week. Um, I I see the. The Packers' offense starting to make strides. I see them starting to put up more points on the board. I see their defense, though it was against the lowly Bills, and I don't want to touch on them too much, nope. but they didn't put up any points against the Packers last week. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, if a defense can shut you out, that that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, usually there's a garbage time touchdown in there, or there's one that sneaks by, or nope. they even get close enough to get a field goal. They played consistent. There was nothing that happened in that game. Uh, the Packers' defense was strong, and the Packers' offense is still good. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Um, last and, I checked. Yeah, last I checked. Uh, and let last <laughs> last time I saw him on those State Farm commercials, but. Uh, but yeah, I see the Packers locking this one up against the Lions this yeah. week. No doubt about it in my book. That is a W. Oh yeah, I agree with you. That could have been our joint lock, but yeah. As as much as I can give it to the Dolphins right now, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Just gonna keep kicking them while they're down. Anyway, I'm sorry if this episode wasn't particularly funny. Uh, our recording got deleted halfway. <laughs> yeah, and um, we were both pretty discouraged. So uh, sorry about that. But thank you for listening, regardless. If you listen to us on iTunes, you can rate, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. We're on Spotify. We're yep. on SoundCloud. Yep. We're on those things. Yep. So anybody with an internet connection can find us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if you're if you're really liking us, we appreciate word of mouth. If you wanted to share us to your friends, hey, listen how bad these guys are talking about football. Listen how wrong their projections are every week. You get a kick out of it. That's fine. Radio radio plays radio play, man. No publicity is bad publicity, so we'll take it. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys after week five. See ya. Have fun.